إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So in the last lesson we were discussing the nullifier of Islam which is linked to the issue of mocking the religion mockery of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the religion or the messenger the ayat, the Quran and if a person makes mockery of these types of things the Quran, the messenger, the ayat, etc then that is certainly something which is considered from the nullifiers of Islam. The point we had reached was, سَبُّ اللَّهِ وَسَبُّ الرَّسُولِ وَسَبُّ الدِّينِ وَالِسْتِهْزَاءِ بِاللَّهِ أَوْ بِالرَّسُولِ أَوْ بِالدِّينِ أَوْ إِسْسُخْرِيَ بِاللَّهِ وَبِرَسُولِهِ أَوْ بِالدِّينِ لَا يُعْذَرْ الْمَرْءِ بِفِعْلِهِ إِلَّا فِي حَالِ وَاحِدٍ Cursing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or cursing the messenger or cursing the religion or mocking, making a mockery of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the messenger or the religion, then a person who does that is not excused under any circumstance except one. There is only one circumstance that the scholars have mentioned a person would be excused if he fell into that. And that is the circumstance of al-ikrah. A person who is compelled and forced to do it. He doesn't want to do it. He is compelled and forced. It is either he says these things or it is his life. Somebody comes and compels and forces him meaning that it is a choice between him saying those things, or they will take his life. In that instance, a person may say something purely to protect his life, not that he actually intends or wishes or desires whatsoever to say those things. Purely to save his life. So in that circumstance, the scholars have mentioned, it is something known as al-ikrah, compulsion, being forced under duress, then that would be excusable. And that is because Allah mentioned in the Qur'an, مَنْ كَفَرَ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِهِ إِلَّا مَنْ أُكْرِهَا وَقَلْبُهُ مُطْمَئِنٌ بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَكِمْ مَنْ شَرَحَ بِالْكُفْرِ صَدْرًا فَعَلَيْهِمْ غَضَبٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ That those who disbelieve in Allah after they had iman, those who disbelieve in Allah after they had iman, except for those إِلَّا مَنْ أُكْرِهَا Somebody who is under duress, somebody who is forced and compelled under compulsion, says something or does something of kufr, and he doesn't intend that, and he hates that in his heart, 
because Allah says, وَقَلْبُهُ مُطْمَئِنٌ بِالْإِيمَانِ His heart is absolutely content and satisfied and believing upon Iman. So those words were only said under complete force that they are beating him and shooting him and they say, say it, otherwise that's it, in the head. So then he says it to preserve his life, to save his life. So now his heart, he is upon absolute Iman. But he's only done that to save his life. He was absolutely compelled to have to say it. So that type of individual is excused from those statements that he may have made, those actions he may have done that were typically otherwise kufr. Speaking against Allah, the messenger, the religion, typically in these forms it is kufr. But he would be excused under compulsion. فَالَّذِي يَسُبُّ اللَّهَ سَاخِرًا So the one who curses Allah out of joking and mockery. وَالَّذِي يَسُبُّ اللَّهَ جَادًا And the person who mocks Allah in seriousness, he's mocking Allah purposely. وَالَّذِي يَسُبُّ اللَّهَ هَازِئًا Somebody who's joking around and fooling around and mocking Allah. وَالَّذِي يَسُبُّ اللَّهَ لَاعِبًا Very similar to that. وَالَّذِي يَسُبُّ اللَّهَ قَاصِدًا لِلصَّبِّ غَيْرَ قَاصِدٍ لِلْكُفَرِ And the person who curses Allah, not intending kufr, he doesn't expect kufr, he wasn't doing it because of that, but he did it uh, without recognizing and realizing that it is kufr like that. كُلُّ هَؤُلَاء يَكْفُرُونَ كُفْرًا مُخْرِجًا مِنَ الْمِلَّةِ إِلَّا الْمُكْرَةِ any type of situation from those situations, a person makes a mockery of Allah or joking against Allah, the messenger, etc. Whether he was serious, whether he was joking around, whether he was just fooling around and playing about, whether he recognized that this is of kufr, regardless, that is an issue that a person who does it, mockery of Allah, then it is kufr. The only one excused is the one who was compelled and forced to do it. لِأَنَّ السَّبَّ يَتَنَافَى مَعَ أَصْلِ الْإِيمَانِ Because as we mentioned before, cursing Allah, it goes against the very basis of your iman. The very basis of your iman is broken in your cursing of Allah. وَلَا يُعْذَرْ فِيهِ الْمَرْءِ إِلَّا مَنْ أُكْرِهَ وَقَلْبُهُ مُطْمَئِنٌ بِالْإِيمَانِ So nobody is excused who does that, then nobody will be excused who does that. Even if he says, أَنَا كُنْتُ هَازِلًا أَنَا كُنْتُ لَاعِبًا أَنَا كُنْتُ لَاهِيًا أَنَا مَا أَقْصِدْ أَنَا مَا أَعْرِفْ أَنَّ هَذَا كُفْرْ Regardless of whether the person says, I was only messing around, I wasn't serious, I was only joking, I was only fooling about, I didn't know it was kufr. Even that, none of that will be an excuse. The only excuse given to a person is if he was forced under duress to have to do that. لِأَنَّ سَبَّ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَدِينِهِ وَالْإِسْتِهْزَاءِ بِاللَّهِ وَبِرَسُولِهِ وَبِدِينِهِ وَالصُّخْرِيَ بِاللَّهِ وَبِرَسُولِهِ وَبِدِينِهِ مِنْ صِفَاتِ الْكَافِرِينَ Mocking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, joking in this way, making a mockery of Allah, the messenger, the religion, that 
is characteristics or they are characteristics of the kuffar. It is from the characteristics of the kuffar that they mock Allah and the Messenger and the religion. It is characteristics of the disbelievers in their hatred and their enmity against Allah and the Messenger and the religion that they mock Allah and the Messenger and the religion. So those are characteristics of the kuffar. Characteristics of the kuffar. Any individual who engages in that, then he has engaged in a characteristic of the kuffar, clearly. Mocking Allah and the religion and the messenger. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ أَجْرَمُوا كَانُوا مِنَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا يَضْحَكُونَ وَإِذَا مَرُّوا بِهِمْ يَتَغَامَزُونَ وَإِذَا انْقَلَبُوا إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِمْ انْقَلَبُوا فَكِهِينَ وَإِذَا رَأَوْهُمْ قَالُوا إِنَّ هَؤُلَاءِ إِلَىٰ ضَالُّونَ وَمَا أُرْسِلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ حَافِظِينَ These ayat in mutaffifin, they talk about that situation where those kuffar, they come and they mock the believers and they say they are misguided, etc. فَالسُّخْرِيَ وَالْإِسْتِهْزَابِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ مِن صِفَاتِ الْكَافِرِينَ And this type of mockery against the believers, it used to come from the kuffar. The kuffar used to mock the believers and they used to joke against the believers. Like when Nuh, Nuh السلام, when he was building the ark, when Allah commanded Nuh السلام, to build the ark, and so he began to build the ark. When he was building it, obviously there were no floods yet. So the disbelievers, the kuffar at that time, when they used to go past him, and see him building the ark, they would laugh at him and mock him. They would joke at him and mock him and make fun of him. What is this nonsense? Why this ship? There's no water anywhere. They would make a mockery of him and make jokes of him and speak against him. Yet he said to them, now you are mocking us, and eventually the time will come when the mockery is on you. And in reality the mockery came upon them. When the floods came and they were all uh, destroyed in those floods. So speaking against Allah, speaking against the messenger, speaking against the religion, speaking against the believers. These are all characteristics of the kuffar. So a person needs to recognize this and have extreme caution when it comes to this issue. And not to fall into the modern day types of styles in da'wah that some of the likes of Al-Maghrib Institute and others have invented where it is joking and mockery. They are making mockery of certain parts of the religion. Joking, making an aspect of religion into fun and play and drama and jokes. That is the way they do it. And it is bordering upon something very dangerous as we have seen in this principle here. Bordering upon something very dangerous the one who speaks against the religion in any way, mocks or makes funds or jokes or dramas. So this is not something that is from da'wah, and they have certainly gone astray in these methods of theirs. Also we mentioned before, that Allah prohibited us from cursing and abusing the others, from cursing and abusing the, the kuffar and their so-called gods. Because if you do that, then it is going to cause them to come back and curse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In response, they will come back and curse Allah. So Allah said in the Qur'an, وَلَا تَسُبُّ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Do not 
Curse those who call upon others besides Allah. فَيَسُبُّ اللَّهَ عَدْوًا بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ So then they will end up cursing Allah upon transgression with no knowledge. كَذَلِكَ زَيَّنَّا لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ عَمَلَهُمْ ثُمَّ إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ مَرَّجِعُهُمْ فَيُنَبِّئُهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ And that is how we have beautified to every nation their actions. And then they will return to Allah and Allah will inform them of what they used to do. So Allah forbids us from that curse against those whom they worship, lest they retaliate and curse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here, there is a fatwa that was mentioned by one of the scholars. سُئِلَ عَنِ الَّذِي يُبْغِضُ الْلِحْيَةِ وَيَقُولُ وَسَاخَ هَلْ هُوَ مُرْتَدِ Somebody who hates the beard. One of the scholars was asked, what's the ruling about someone who hates the beard and says it's just a mess and it's unhygienic? If somebody makes that comment, a Muslim, if a Muslim believes the beard is, it's a nonsense, it's just unhygienic, it's no beard, he shouldn't do it. If he makes that type of comment, what's the ruling on him? Ajaba fihi, or the, the question was, is that person considered to have committed mockery of the religion? Is he a kafir for saying that? Somebody who says that the beard is, it's just unhygienic, it's unhygienic and it's, it's uh, something he hates then does that make him from this ruling of having made a mockery of an aspect of the religion? So then the shaykh said, فِيهِ تَأَمُّلْ That this is something you need to look into. إِنْ كَانَ يَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ ثَابِتْ عَنِ الرَّسُولِ If that person knows that the beard is something which is proven from the Prophet ﷺ to grow the beard, and that the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba had beards, if the person knows that, فَهَذَا إِسْتِهْزَاءَ بِمَا جَاءَ بِهِ الرَّسُولِ فَيَجْرِي أَنْ يَحْكُمْ عَلَيْهِ بِذَلِكَ If a person knows that the Prophet wasallam, the Sahaba, they had beards, and the Prophet wasallam commanded us to have beards, it is in the revelation, it is in the sunnah, a person knows all of that. And still says, no, no, it's, I hate the beard, it's unhygienic to have the beard. Then that would fall into this ruling of mockery of the religion. If that person knows that it is an obligation to grow the beard, and that the Prophet ﷺ commanded us with that, and that the Prophet himself had a beard, and the Sahaba had beards, and they, we were commanded in the religion to have beards. If he knows all of that and still says it's unhygienic to have a beard, then basically he's saying he knows better than the revelation. Revelation says, grow your beard. He says, no, it's unhygienic, I hate the beard. Forget the beard. Unhygienic, don't like it. Then that is in essence an opposition to the revelation. And it can be, it can fall into these rulings. So imagine a statement like that, what people may not even consider a big deal. Somebody says, forget the beard, it's this, it's that. Nobody really thinks anything of it. But this is a part of the revelation that came from Allah. Revelation in the Quran and the Sunnah to grow the beards. So now if you make a mockery of that, you're making a mockery of a part of 
the religion. So it's very dangerous this affair. وَقَالَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ تَقْرِيرًا كُفْرُ الْهَازِ الْمَعْلُومِ كَمَا فِي آيَةِ بَرَاءَةِ فَإِنَّ الْهَزَلْ بِالْقُرْآنِ وَلَوْ هُوَ يَتَعَيَّرْ بِلُغَةِ الْعَامَّةِ أَوْ بِالرَّسُولِ أَوْ بِذِكْرِ اسْمٍ مِنْ أَسْمَاءِ اللَّهِ فَهِيَ عِيَارَتُهُ وَهَزْلُهُ لِمَا فِيهِ مِنَ التَّهَاوُنِ بِاللَّهِ ثُمَّ يَتْبَعُ هَذَا الْمُسْتَهْزِئُ بِأَهْلِ الْخَيْرِ وَالطَّاعَةِ وَالْعِلْمِ وَبَعْضُ أَهْلِ الْعِلْمِ ذَكَرَ أَنَّهُ يَكُونُ رَدًّا إِنْ كَانَ إِذَا كَانَ هَذَا دَيْدَنُهُ A person who constantly mocks the people who are practicing constantly mocks the people who are practicing their religion constantly if he's doing that constantly he can fall into this too because mockery of somebody who's practicing you're mocking the actual sunnah if somebody's wearing their garments above their ankles from the men and you make a mockery of that you're making a mockery of the sunnah that prescribes that you make a mockery of the beard you're making a mockery of the sunnah that prescribes that you make a mockery of other aspects that practicing People who are upon Islam, following the Qur'an and the Sunnah do, and constantly that's what you do, regularly, always, then you could fall into these rulings too, that you are somebody who mocks the religion. So it is something very dangerous, this particular issue, uh, regarding the mockery of the religion. That was the sixth nullifier of Islam. We now move on to the seventh nullifier of Islam. The seventh nullifier of Al-Islam is something that many people are well aware of, something that uh, many people often speak of, something many people often get whisperings about, and it may not really be there. It is magic. Magic, doing magic, engaging in magic is kufr. That's why the scholars, they say, it is impossible for somebody to be a magician and be a Muslim. You can't be. You can't be a magician and a Muslim at the same time. You are a magician, you have committed kufr. You're not Muslim. So uh, magic is one of the nullifiers of Islam. Somebody who engages in magic has committed kufr. السابع السحر ومنه الصرف والعطف فمن فعله أو رضي به كفر whomsoever performs magic or is happy with it likes it committed kufr or not just the one who does it but somebody who likes it and is happy with it then that is all kufr magic Anybody who engages in any of those forms of magic. وَقَدْ ذَكَرَ أَهْلُ الْعِلْمِ أَنَّ السِّحْرِ أَنْوَاعِ And magic is of different types. Magic is of different types. مِنْهُ أَنْوَاعِ لَا يَكْفُرُ صَاحِبُهَا بِالْإِجْمَاعِ There are some types of magic that a person doesn't become a kafir doing them. Because magic is different types. There are different forms of things that come under the title of magic. So what are we talking about where there is a type that you don't become a kafir for it? That is the type, مَا تَرْجِعُ إِلَىٰ خِفَّةُ الْيَدِ وَخِدَاعُ الْبَصَرِ أَوْ اسْتِعْمَالَ الْخَوَاصِ وَبِعِبَارَتْنَا الْعَصْرِيَّةِ الْخَوَاصِ الْفِزِيَائِيَّةِ أَوْ الْكِمْيَائِيَّةِ 
للمواد That is what you may call something that is just an illusion. It's not really happening. But they do things to make an illusion of something happening. Or as they call it, the sleight of hand. When they do those things and suddenly a 50p appears in your hand. We know that's not magic often when they do that. It is tricks of the hand and they have certain types of clothes and it comes out and between their fingers and they do these things and you can't tell. And it wasn't really magic, but they've done some type of trick. And it looks like the 50p has appeared. Those types of quick movements of the hands, and sometimes they use strings under their sleeves, and all types of tricks they use like that. That type of stuff, it's magic. It's termed as magic. But those types of quick movements of the hand, and illusions that they create, they may use chemicals and things. Sometimes they use chemicals, potions, They put together different things and chemicals and this and that and something happens and it looks like something amazing has happened. But really it's just the chemicals, how they interact. Like at the time of Pharaoh, those magicians when they used to make the sticks into snakes, how did they used to do it? One of the methods they used to use was chemistry. They used to put into those sticks certain chemicals that when they react, when you shake the stick... Those chemicals perform whatever it is, explosions inside, and they, they react with each other, and the sticks start to shake and move. That's what they used to do at the time of Pharaoh. They used to use chemicals stuck into those sticks. When they shake the sticks and the chemicals react, then you drop the stick and the stick starts to move by itself, with those chemicals reacting with each other inside. That was one of the things they used to do. This type of magic, it's not kufr the person who does it. Because that really, it's what we more like call tricks and sleight of hand and just an illusion on the eye. It's not really magic. And when you, uh, uh, some of these people who come out, they say, when they explain, they say, yeah, it's just a string here and I do this and that. Nobody can see the string and then suddenly the coin appears and all those things. That type of thing, the person who does it, it isn't kufr. It isn't kufr. But the act of engaging in that is still haram. It is haram to do that. Haram to do these magic tricks. Haram to go buy the packs from the, the shops and from online. And then they show you put the string here and do this and attach it to your sleeve. And then make your hand move this way and that way. And suddenly it will be there. Nobody will know how it got there. It's haram to do it. Haram to engage in that type of magic. But that type, which is just... illusions upon the eye, sleight of hand as they say, you move your hands about quickly and things, that type of magic, the person isn't a kafir. وَمِنْهُ أَنْوَاعْ لَا يَكْفُرُ صَاحِبُهَا بِالْإِجْمَاعِ So this is one of the types where a person doesn't become a kafir for doing it. فَمَثَلًا يَأْتِي بِشَيْءٍ يَرْمِهِ عَلَى النَّارِ فَيَخْرُجُ دُخَانْ أَسْوَدْ أَوْ يَخْرُجُ دُخَانْ أَحْمَرْ أَوْ يُوهِمُ بِأَشْيَاءُ أو يشغل البصر أو باستعمال ما يعرف بالميكانيكا ونحو ذلك mechanical uh, 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 tools that they use like even these boxes and things and they say I'm going to put my hand in it and you can see the end of my hand there and you can see the end of my arm here and I'm going to chop it but they have ways inside there's a, a bar and your hand is twisted around the bar so the, the knife doesn't go into your hand things like that where they pretend and they do tricks by using certain tools and certain equipment which is designed in a certain way 
So it looks like the knife is going straight through your hand, but really there's bars and things where you're squeezing your hand around and the knife is missing it. Things like that. That type of stuff is magic. It's a type of magic. But the person doing that type of thing, these tricks and these uh, illusions upon the eye, that isn't kufr. The person isn't a kafir or declared a kafir upon doing it. كَمَا قِيلَ فِي السَّاعَةِ أَوَّلَ مَا رَآهَا بَعْضُ النَّاسِ وَكَمَا قِيلَ عَنِ الْإِذَاعَةِ وَالرَّائِي وَالتِّلْفِزِيُونَ فَهَذَا الصِّحَرْ لُغَةً The Shaykh says, just like in the olden days, people used to call when the TV was first invented, they used to say that's magic. In the olden days when TV was invented, they used to say that's magic. How? People there moving, talking, everything. And he says, even in those days, when watches were first invented, you had a watch when they were first invented, and it moves, and it gives you exactly 60 seconds and one minute, and exact, and moving how it does. They say, that's magic, how can it do that? Every time you look, it's exactly right. The sun is now dhuhr, it's now five, it's gone down, it works exactly with the sun. How? People used to say, that's magic. These types of things are magic linguistically, and they are tricks of the hand or they are mechanical tools. This type of thing, a person doesn't become a kafir upon it. Obviously, TV and watches and these things, that is not even haram. But these other tricks that appear to be magic as they claim it, they are haram. Uh, but a person who does that then, the ruling upon that type is, it's not a kafir. The second type, which is kufr. The second type of magic, which is kufr. And we should highlight very carefully, this first type, it is still haram. That needs to be highlighted very carefully. Because there are some people now, like again, Al-Maghrib Institute, who say that's halal, it's okay. They say, it's okay, you can do those magic tricks. Get all the stuff and get the hat and the rabbit and all these magic tricks. It's okay, that's okay, that's not kufr. You can do that. Haram, it's haram to do that. It is still a type of magic. And we're going to see some of the hadith which prove it's haram to do that as well. The second type, without a doubt, it is kufr even. The second type is kufr. And that is the type of magic which is built upon shirk. The second type is the type of magic that is built upon shirk. Ashirku billahi ta'ala wal kufru bihi كَمَنْ يَعْتَقِدْ فِي سِحْرِهِ مُخَاطَبَةَ النُّجُومَ وَالْأَفْلَاكَ الْعُلُوِيَّةِ وَأَنَّ لَهَا تَأْثِيرًا عَلَى بَنِي آدَمِ Like some of these magicians or sorcerers who claim that they have some connection with the stars and they have connection with the planets and they know how to do things and the impact of the stars and the planets and they can do magic and that type of thing is kufr. A person is doing that type of thing, it's kufr. Similarly, the obvious one, using jinn. Many of the magicians, they use jinn. That's how they do what they do. So using the jinn, that will end up in kufr also. Because the jinn, and this is something which has been proven in real life, where they have caught magicians, they found magicians, and they've, they've discovered this type of thing. Like in Saudi Arabia, they have a special... A department in the police force that is for magic and magicians. And they go and uh, search and do raids and they catch magicians and stop them, etc. So they found some. 
Once they found a magician, they caught a particular magician, some some uh, reports came to them, etc., about a house, a location. They went and did a raid, and there was a magician inside. This is a true story. When they went and found this magician inside, in his house, he was living in that living room. In the middle of the living room was a pile of his waste. He was going to toilet just there in the middle of the room. Not using the toilet or the bathroom. In the middle of the living room, he was doing everything there. When he needed the toilet, there in the middle of the room. And there was a pile of it. This is true. So there was a pile of it there. That's how he was doing it. Because the jinn were making him do this. So it was there. And, and everything, all the mess you can imagine. Then on the walls of his house, on the walls of the house, there were pictures of naked people. And in those pictures, now what we've just been talking about, mockery of the religion, the jinn had made him draw pictures of naked people. And inside the naked people, the jinn had made, made him write ayat of the Qur'an to make a mockery the jinn make him do all of that he does it he accepts and does all of these things the jinn tell him to prostrate to them he prostrates to them kufr, kafir at the end of it all what does he get out of it? when he goes out in front of the people he can float up and the jinn will pick him up and looks like he's floating he can do other things he can tell people come and hit my hand with a sword they come and hit him and they can't do anything sharp sword they're hitting him, hitting him, hitting him Nothing happening, because the jinn is wrapped around. The jinn is wrapped around and taking that and stopping the sword getting through. So the jinn, they'll do all those things for the magician. So the magician, when he goes out to the people, looks like he can do this and that, and all of this different magic he's doing. And it is because of the help of the jinn, because he has basically worshipped the jinn to get their help in return. That's how it works. So now the magician who does that, that is completely kufr, of course. There is that story I mentioned to you before, another true story. True story. One of our teachers told us he heard it himself. True story. There was a magician. There was a magician, I don't know which country, but there was a magician. And next door to him, his neighbor. The neighbor realized after living for quite a time, for quite a long time, next to this person who was a magician, he used to see strange things happening and the strange things that this guy could do. In the end, the neighbor worked out, he's a magician. He can do all these strange things. But the neighbor, he was, you know, like a jahil, didn't know much. He, when he saw his magician doing all these things, he thought to himself, I want to do that too. So he went to his neighbor, who was the magician, and he said to him, you know, I'm your neighbor, everything, I've seen what you do, I've worked out, you're a magician. How do I become like you? I want to become like you too. True story this. The magician said to him, okay, if you want to become a magician, there are certain steps you have to take. The first step is, you need to go to a particular lake. Gave him the uh, location of some particular lake somewhere. You got to go to this lake at Maghrib time. Gave him the time and gave him the location. Go to this lake at Maghrib time and you'll get your next instructions from there. True story. So the man went, simple guy, wanted to become magician, do all these weird and wonderful things, went to that lake at Maghrib time. When he got to the lake at Maghrib time, when he arrived, he says, the fish came to the surface. The fish came to the surface. 
And the fish spoke to him. This is from the jinn. The jinn doing these things, shayateen. Fish came and they spoke to him. And they said to him, you're here to become magician, etc. First thing you need to do now, your instructions now are, remember what time it was, what time was it? Maghrib. They said, you've got to miss the Maghrib prayer. Miss the Maghrib prayer, don't pray it. When the Maghrib time is gone, you've missed it, then we'll give you next instructions. So straight away, they want him to miss the prayer, which is in of itself, Kufr abandoning the prayer. Look at the first instruction they give him. If you want to become a magician, stop praying. Stop your prayers to Allah. If you want to become a magician, then we'll take it to the next step. That man, even though he was a simple person, he said, this is his own narration of the story. He said, I was a simple guy, didn't know much, you know, I got into all of that, ended up going down to the lake and everything. But he said, when they, when I heard them say this to me, miss your prayer, then we'll give you the next instructions. He said, even though I'm, I'm, I was a simple guy, from the young age as a child, my parents had always raised me to pray my five prayers every day. That much I knew. My parents had always told me to pray and had always taken me to the mosque and everything. Five times a day I would pray. Didn't know anything else about the Quran Sunnah much, but five times every day my parents, they had it in me to pray. That much I knew. So he said, when they told me, miss your prayer, then we'll give you the next instructions. He said, straight away something, I realized this is not right. Miss a prayer. He said, I got very scared, I got very worried, I realized that can't be right. How can I miss a prayer? That much he'd been taught from a kid. He said, I got scared and ran away. Ran away. Didn't do it. Ran away. This is a true story narrated from him and one of our teachers told us. True story. This is what magicians do. They'll do this type of thing. The fish talking to him, no big deal. The shayateen, the jinn, they come and do that type of thing. The jinn can take different appearances. They may take the appearance of the fish coming out of the water. So magic and magicians, they engage in all of these different types of things. And it is kufar because the way that they are able to do their magic, it is only via committing shirk with Allah. You cannot do magic unless you've committed shirk with Allah. Committing shirk then enables you to go and do those weird and wonderful and fancy things that the magicians do. So this type of magic, what you call like the actual magicians and magic, that is absolute kufr because the way they do it is with the jinn and the shayateen and they commit kufr with Allah and they use all of these uh, symbols and things. When you've seen people wearing the taweez for example, Many times when you open it up, it's not just Qur'an. Many times there may be some Qur'an, then there's symbols. This symbol and that symbol and different things, you don't know what it is. And sometimes they show you that chart, squares. And there's all these symbols everywhere. That's kufr, all of this is magic, that's what they use. That type of thing, they use all these uh, different instruments and different forms. And you know, even things like the, the voodoo, what do you call it, the voodoo dolls. And they get a doll and they stab it and stuff. And it goes and hurts somebody. That is real. It can occur. That can occur. That is noted. That they have found these voodoo dolls with actual magicians. When they've caught the magicians, they found these types of dolls with needles and things stuck into them. Because this magic, when they do it, it can impact upon a person. It can actually, in reality, impact upon a person. It could kill a person. It can make a person ill. 
actual magic can do that. It can make a person with disease and weakness and health gone. It can split a person between him and his wife, the feelings gone. Between a person and his family, it can happen. The Prophet ﷺ, magic was done to him. The Jew who did magic upon the Prophet ﷺ. When that magic was done to him, it's mentioned in the Sunnah, that the Prophet ﷺ used to see things, and those things weren't actually happening, like we call uh, hallucinations or something like that. That he used to see things or imagine things and they weren't actually happening from the impact of the magic until they found the knot, etc. So the magic can have actual impacts upon a person. The voodoo doll type of thing can be done by the magicians and it does cause pain to a person and it causes his health to disappear from him and can even cause death upon him. So magic is something absolutely real. Was sihr? نعم قال ابن كثير ذكر أبو عبد الله الرازي أن أنواع السحر ثمانية. Some of the scholars have given an even more broken down type of categorization where they've said that the types of magic are eight. A proper broken down categorization into eight specific types of magic. So far we've mentioned the two broad categories. One is the category where it's more about Tricks and quick movements of the hands and illusions upon the eyes making you think you've seen something and in reality it wasn't. It was just a trick and a string and this and that. That type of thing, it's magic, but it's not. The person isn't kafir. Even though the ruling upon it is still absolutely haram. The second type overall is the magic that is the the magic they do with the shirk and the kufr they commit, and the shayateen and the jinn, and they can cause a person to die, and they can cause a person to hallucinate, and they can cause these actual things to occur by the permission of Allah. That type of magic, absolutely it is kufr. That magician cannot be a magician and he's a Muslim. Kafir. That, that is the two broad categories of magic. Then, you have these eight, specific categories of magic. One of them, number one, we'll do some of them now and we'll carry on with them next week. Number one is the magic of the magicians who use the stars and the planets. They use the stars and the planets. And this type of magic is old. From the olden times, the magicians, they used to use the planets and the alignment of the planets and the alignment of the stars and believing that this impacts upon this and does this and they used to use that type of thing. And those types of magicians used to exist at the time of one of the famous prophets. Ibrahim. They used to exist at the time of Ibrahim salam, the ones who used to use the stars and the planets and the alignments. Those types of magicians used to exist at that time. Uh, and so that is the first category, the ones who use the stars and the planets. The second category, Sihar Ashab al-Awham wal-Nufus al-Qawiyya. The second type is about causing hallucinations within a person, 
causing that person's mind to not be in focus anymore, to cause some type of deviation upon the mind of a person, some type of covering upon the mind of the person, so that the person no longer realizes what's going on and what's happening. So for example, there's an example mentioned here, a person has this type of magic done to him where he no longer can perceive reality properly. So it's mentioned that a person who has this type of magic might think that you can walk on a bridge, you can cross a bridge, if it's on dry land. You can cross over a bridge if it's over dry land underneath it. But you cannot cross over a bridge if it is over water. He believes that and that's the type of hallucination or the type of misunderstanding he has in his brain now. So this is about basically whispers and delusions, you could say. A person has these delusions in his mind that he doesn't realize what's going on now. That's a type of magic. A type of magic where a person no longer perceives reality properly. Doesn't understand the reality of things properly anymore. They are the first two categories. And this does go on uh, to a lot of detail. We'll move on. I mentioned the remainder of the categories from next time, inshallah ta'ala. But that's the opening of the section regarding magic. The two broad categories of magic, both are haram. One is definitely, absolutely shirk itself. Cannot be a magician and be a Muslim. And now we're going into these eight different types. One type is using the stars and the planets and that type of thing. The other type is about the delusions upon the mind of a person. Uh, a person no longer can understand the reality properly. And we'll move on to number three from next time, inshallah ta'ala. Any questions up to there? That's it. The man, he thought, this is wrong. Because he knew you're not allowed to miss the prayer. He knew you're not allowed to miss the prayer. So he knew it would be haram to be a magician. So he stopped and he ran away, didn't do it. Those things, we will discuss all of it yet. Let's discuss all of the details about magic and what it is and the different types. Then any questions about somebody's got this or that and how do you do what do you do, we can come to it later. But it will be easier to understand all of the questions and situations once we've understood all of the eight categories and types of magic. So we'll do that next week or the week after. All those types of questions about magic. Okay, we'll conclude there then. Ah. The simple tricks with the cards sometimes yeah. It's haram. Card tricks and all these tricks, which they call magic tricks. They call it magic tricks. You get a bunch of cards and pick one and do this and that. All these types of tricks are haram to do. We're going to do it next week yet. It's haram to even watch it. You know, all this uh, in the olden days, Paul Daniels and all this kind of stuff. Haram to watch. 
haram to watch these tricks and magicians doing these tricks and they get their wand and they do this and they do that and the coin comes out and all these people out there doing these types of tricks, it's haram to even watch it. Haram to do it yourself, to get games like that. You get games with cards and they show you how to do this and that and you can do a trick. Haram to get these types of games. They are considered a type of magic. It is considered a type of magic. Even when they sell them, what do they say on the, on the cover, on the package? Magic trick, magic cards, whatever. Learn how to do magic trick. So it's a type of magic. It's haram to do those types of things. We'll get to the details. There are hadith about it. And your prayer won't be accepted and all types of things. That's why, uh, uh, we'll mention in the next lessons, but all this stuff nowadays, with the kids and the TVs and Harry Potter and everything, haram to watch all these things. All of it based upon magic, based upon sorcery, witchcraft. Haram to watch any of these things, to look into them, to read about them, reading your star signs, haram. Everything to do with magic. You'll come and see the narrations next week. The ahadith that talk about the prohibitions on magic and anything related to magic. No, in the, when we started the book at the beginning, we mentioned about the principles. Somebody who does one of these things doesn't instantly become a kafir. With that one, it's a bit different. Somebody who mocks the religion, then pretty much. So in that case, you repent and you uh, you return back to Islam. You repent sincerely, etc. But some of these other ones, it doesn't necessitate you become a kafir. Like uh, some of the earlier ones we spoke about, it's about establishing the evidence, clarifying to the person. And some of those other ones, if a person didn't know, it doesn't necessitate kufr upon him. So uh, 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 many of the times it may not be the case that the person has left Islam from doing it. It would be a case of uh, retracting, clarifying, repenting, etc. What about when a person gets mocked? Like he's got a beard and everything, and he gets mocked for being called a, a stereotypical <coughs> terrorist. Partially, if they are mocking you because of your religious signs, the beard and these things, that's mocking the sunnah. So it shouldn't be done, they should be advised, this is not permissible. Okay, we'll leave it there, carry on next week inshallah, same time, straight after 7pm roughly.